What's up, guys? This is a None of Business Podcast, a podcast where we talk about anything but your business and ask questions that's no one's business. Now, it is my mission to bring you inspiring, soaring talent from the heart. We all go through struggles. It doesn't matter what our background is, but we can overcome them, and I'm going to show you how. Thank you for joining me today. Now, let the show begin. Okay, so I got Meredith Burns on today. She is a teacher. She is a Navy veteran, athlete, just all around badass. Man, like, this girl is shredded and, like, definitely somebody who I wouldn't want to get my ass kicked or even piss off. Like, wow. Besides just her body image, because that's not what the important part is in this interview. It's what we talk about the inside and how she has overcame some real real struggles we talk about the loss of a family member we talk about the type of household that she lived in while growing up we talk about how she coped with a certain struggle during you know really just and a really emotional time in her life, you know, starting off in her career in, in the Navy and just what she does and what her life purpose is and just how she has fun and, you know, her self-care habits and her morning habits. And, you know, we just talk about her life. You guys know what it is. This is None of Your Business Podcast. Now, if this is your first time joining me today, please Go hit the subscribe button, follow me wherever you're listening, and you know, go ahead and add me on Instagram at Robert underscore delude. So I really, really hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Please let me know in the ratings and reviews. I would very much appreciate it. Go find Meredith Burns on Instagram. You can find how she has her Instagram tag in the show notes, guys. And real quick, I want to talk to you about this amazing company called East Coast Tags. If you don't know what East Coast Tags are, well, guess what? You're going to find out now. You know, if you're looking for, you know, uh, a a t-shirt just for you, or maybe a t-shirt for you and your friends, or some amazing other apparels, you can go to eastcoasttags.com and use the promo code none of your business all one word to get 10% off your order you can order you know new uniforms for your business you can order whatever you want so go over to eastcoasttags.com and use the promo code none of your business to get 10% off and Pride Month is right around the corner. So if you are looking for that special Pride t-shirt to rock, then go over to eastcoasttags.com and get 10% off using the promo code none of your business. So I really hope that you guys enjoy this this episode. And while we're going into, you know, reopening up the country, you know, I just want to say thank you to all the veterans who have fought for us and who keep fighting for us. And I want to thank the health care workers who are out there fighting for us right now, you know, trying to make this pandemic as safe as possible. So thank you. Thank you. I'm really this, this intro I'm just chopping up. It's probably just sounds terrible, but Anyways, guys, I love you, and here we go. We got Meredith Burns on. All right, so we're on. Welcome to the None of Your Business podcast. This is exciting. I'm super excited about this one. So who are you? What do you do? I am Meredith Burns. I'm a teacher. Um, I teach sixth grade math. I'm a Navy veteran. 
I did my four years, got out, and then I did a lot. A lot of people consider me an athlete, but I just kind of consider myself someone that likes to work out. <laughs> okay. <But> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, thank you for your service. That's awesome. When did you serve? Uh, I served from August 2008, like straight out of high school. Um, and then I served until August 2012. Okay. And why did yeah. you get into that? So that's a story in itself. Um, so I grew up in a abusive household. Uh, my father was an alcoholic and literally like, I don't really remember much other than like my dad, like just verbally abusing my mom constantly. Um, and then once I got to high school, it kind of turned on me and me and my personality. It doesn't, didn't go over too hot. Um, so my senior year, my dad ended up kicking me out um over over me asking going to a friend's house and I was like okay well whatever I guess I'm just gonna go you know so I packed up my stuff um and then he said I wasn't gonna make it so I got three jobs slept on my friend's couches um I mean I still played sports all three seasons you know I graduated and it was just like it was that like I in high school I was like what am I gonna do like I can't sit here like what like I can't go to college I can't afford it um and, um, so I just was like, Oh, I'll just join the Navy. Cause there was always a recruiter like outside, you know, um, at our school. And it just like kept, like, I kept seeing him and I was like, you know, I'll go talk to this guy. So, I mean, I ended up doing that. And I mean, it was just, it just, it was like, it was just the best for me. Like I needed to get out. I couldn't, you know, just stay in the same town, do the same thing. Like I had nothing going for me at the time. Mm. Okay. So that's cool. You made a change. You took action and yep. that's awesome. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. So how long have you been, uh, been a teacher for? Uh, so not very long actually. Um, so I, I was actually, I was bartending for a really long time. Um, I mean, I bartended downtown Orlando. I bartended all over Virginia beach. I actually became a bar manager but it was just getting to the point where I was like totally over the nightlife. Mm -hmm. I was just over like the stress of it, the drama, like it, it's just not, it wasn't for me anymore. Um, so I uh, applied to be a substitute teacher. And then at the school I'm working at now, I took on the role of being a full-time sub because the t other teacher was just, I mean, basically they were relieving her. Um, so I stepped in and I was like, you know, I'm either going to do full-time or I'm just going to do like, you know, I didn't want to like substitute randomly. Like I wanted to know what it felt like to teach. Yeah, so totally. I, so I did that and then I ended up falling in love with it and I'm actually good at it. <laughs> uh, so especially math of all things, like I've never been good at math, but you know, relearning it all and then teaching it is a lot different, I guess. And I'm older. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I fell in love with it. And then the principal was like, hey, do you want the position? And I was like, yeah, like I'll definitely, you know, Sweet. I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the school's awesome. The teachers are awesome. The principal's awesome. Uh, definitely a rough school, but it's, I like high stress. So, it, I mean, it kind of fits. And the kids, I'm not normal, you know, I'm, I'm a tattooed white chick with that's you know it's jack so <laughs> like yeah. they, they all they all tell me like I'm, they all tell their friends that i'm like wwe and like, <laughs> i guess like body slam them and stuff so it's like it's pretty funny you know but uh they're they're really cool they're good they're good kids Damn, that's awesome so yeah why would like besides you being jacked and work out a lot why are people why do people consider you an athlete I mean, I competed in bodybuilding. Um, as soon as I got out of the Navy, I, in 2013, February, I did my first show. Um, I took first place in my division overall, and then I won best posing. Um, so that kind of just like set the tone for everything. And then um, I did a show in New York and it qualified me for nationals. So I won that one. And then I did nationals back in 2000, this is 2017. And I came in like 15th out of like 40 girls, um, wow. you know, for my first national show, like that's not bad. I had no idea what I was getting into, yeah. you know? So, um, and then I actually competed last May in Orlando 
just to get myself out of a funk. So that cool. was, yeah, yeah. Cool, was, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I, uh, I've told myself for many years, oh, this year I'll compete. Oh, this year I'll compete. And then, no, I, I never do. I'm like, I'm just going to eat like shit and deadlift a bunch <laughs> of weight. I'm not going to. And that's just my cop out because like i'm like oh as long as i'm not doing heroin then it's okay as long as i'm not in a toxic codependent relationship then i'm okay but like no i'll like i'll abuse food just like i'm abusing heroin or whatever else like back into back in 2013 not 2013 back in 2018 uh i overdosed on heroin and meth because i was a, in a toxic codependent relationship she got arrested i was homeless in vegas and I, because she, because I couldn't get out of jail, like I felt like my source of love and like she completed me, like just toxic, codependent, gross, just absolutely like. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. So just gross relationships. I overdosed. Yeah. And then now, like through this process, um, big reason why I started my podcast is so, you know, people don't feel like they're alone out there. Mm -hmm. hearing hear somebody else's story that they can use for their path to success so like maybe not drug addiction but like what are some of your struggles and like how did you overcome them so in 2009 um i got to my literally like maybe a week week two weeks into my first duty station uh, i got a phone call and it was at two o'clock in the morning and i was out drinking with my friends and i was sleeping so I, I mean, I didn't hear it, but I woke up and I'm like, my mom called me at two o'clock in the morning. Like, that's weird. You know, like, and like instantly I was like grandparents, you know what I mean? So like, you just got that feeling that something was off. And like, I literally just thought like, okay, when my grandparents just prepare yourself. Yeah. Well, I called my mom and she couldn't say anything. So she handed the phone over to my dad. And then my dad told me, Hey, so your brother isn't with us anymore. And my older brother to me was like my idol. Like I played basketball because of him. Like I got good grades because of him. You know, I, when I got kicked out of my house, he was the only person that talked to me in my entire family. Every Sunday he would pick me up and we would watch football. And like, he would like make sure I stayed out of trouble. Cause he knew I was partying and like being crazy, but like he wasn't being overbearing either, but he was like, Hey, just so you know, I'm going to be there at this time on Sunday. So make sure you're not like too hungover, you know? Yeah. So like, you know, he was, he was there for me. And then like, that was like, that was beyond traumatic. And because I didn't like, I went on leave for like a week and a half to like mourn, you know, his loss. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even mourn it. Um, and then I went straight back into the military, which I just like, I'm brand new to this. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no mm -hmm. idea what's going on. And then we go on a deployment. So I have zero like processing of my brother passing away. Yeah. So it's like, he died. Hey, here's life. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. I got in, it was rough. It was super rough. Like mentally it destroyed me. And then I got into drinking heavy. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, so I don't remember. And I tell people, I don't remember like 2009 to probably like about 2010. I don't really, I don't remember much of it at all because I was like snorting Vicodin, Percocets and drinking on top of it. Yeah, just trying um, to cover up your emotions. Yeah, because I was numbing myself. I had yeah. no idea how to process it. Like, I didn't have friends. I didn't have anyone, like, secure in my life. Mm -hmm. So, um, like, that that was, I mean, that was super rough. But that's kind of what got me into fitness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, I had a first class. He's awesome. And he redirected that. Like, I, he doesn't, I don't even think he knew he did it at the time. But he was just trying to keep me out of trouble because he liked me. Yeah. You know? So, he was like, I came into work didn't sleep still smelt like jameson like straight like booze and i was 19 at the time so i wasn't even legal to drink so he like looked at me he's like you smell like a bar i was like yep I'm like yeah i do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not even gonna deny it or, like lie he's like well if you come in here like that again i'm gonna take you to the ma's office so master arms like military police okay and i was like i was like I was like okay so he knew by noon i was gonna be hung over so we went on lunch break. He came and got me. He's like, yo, you're coming to the gym with me. I was like, I'm what? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm dead serious. He's like,
I'm like, fine. You know what I mean? Because you'd like take orders from like, you know, who you work above you, like whatever. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'm not even going to fight this. So I'm like working out, dying, like hungover as shit. (laughs) Like, you know, so like, and it's funny because I didn't, I hated it at the time and I was so mad. I was like, this, this, this guy is like making me work out. I was like, I'm hungover. I don't want to do this. But like every day, like I started to realize, I'm like, okay, he's going to do this every day. So I'm like, I really do have to come to work like sober. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, I was yeah. like, okay, I really don't want to get in trouble and I really don't want to feel like extra crap. So, but I mean, it, it's funny how like literally like that addiction literally transitioned into fitness for me. And as soon as I started, he like started teaching me all these movements and I started like really getting into it. I became like insanely obsessed. Um, I mean, I would go on bodybuilding.com. I taught myself all the movements. I would watch videos. I read like so much about nutrition. Um, and then it, I stopped, I would say I probably drank like after that, I might've drank like three, four times a year, like holidays, birthdays, stuff like that. Um, and I mean, and that was, I mean, that's how it all started. And then I just haven't really stopped since. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. 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 You're yeah. in very good shape. That's fucking, that's <laughs> awesome. Like, I don't, yeah. like we're like, there are people like as lean as you and as big as you, but like not really where I'm from. So yeah, it's like, damn. <laughs> in a good, in a good way. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like if I saw you walking down the street, I would not want to piss you off. I get, a, I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I get yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Uh, no. So, um, what was like the, when you were uh, trying to like cope with, you know, your brother passing and I am sorry for your loss. Thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. with my audience yeah. and me. Yeah. Like, and then going into the Navy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. were you already in basic training? Or were you, so you already went, okay. And that, like, I've never experienced that, but isn't basic training pretty hard? Like, do you want to be honest? (laughs) I was so, I was, I was so disappointed. Like, I was like, I've had basketball camps that are harder than this. Like, it's just, just, but I think that's because I've been such an athlete my whole life. Like I, people around me struggled, but like, me being athletic, I was like, okay, well, I have to get so many push-ups. So like every night before I go to bed, I'm going to do push-ups. I'm going to do sit-ups, you know? So like I, that, but that's my mindset, you know? So to me, it wasn't hard. I can see where it's, if you aren't an athlete and you go into something like that, how it's definitely going to be a struggle. Okay. You know, but. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm, Okay. Like I've never experienced, like, I went to this youth challenge, like National Guard, when I was like 17. It was like one of my attempts to get sober, but it's like not like nothing. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> nothing. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I, yeah. But uh, so, when, okay. So I know you said that you're drinking a lot, but like mm-hmm. going on deployment, like what was like your, day-to-day thinking like trying to overcome like just dealing with what was going on so the thing with the military is it's i don't know what it because so when you go on deployment it's like you like this is a huge flaw of mine i've actually like tried to get better at it so i am so good at like going from like having like a really big connection with someone but i can i can shut it off like fast like no emotion gone like really Yeah. So it's, and I think that has a lot to do with deploying is because when I leave my friends and family, I have to, I have to be ready. Like Mm. I have to be ready for anything. You know what I mean? Like I can't think of people back home, you know, while we're out to sea and we're, you know, I mean, we were loading bombs into planes when Libby was hot. So it's like, you don't know what could happen. So you just, you kind of just, you just shut it off. It's just a switch. And every, literally every person that's ever gone on deployments will tell you the same thing. You just, you just shut it off. Yeah. Um, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, like that's why for such a long time I didn't cope with it and I didn't even realize I was doing it, you know, until I got older. I'm like, this is why my relationships fail. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, this is why, you know, I've lost tons of friends. Like, and it's just because like, I don't know how to communicate that part. 
like of how I'm feeling, I just completely turn it off. Okay. So when you, now that you're aware of it, like Mm -hmm. now what's the thought process when you realize that like you're like in the moment when you're doing that? So when I, it's a, I can, it's so weird because I get like this really weird, like hot feeling in my stomach. You know, when I start to like feel like I'm about to just shut someone out of my life Mm -hmm. and what I do is I actually write or text out a response like to myself. Uh-huh. And so I, so I know, cause I'm telling myself how I feel. And then like, once I tell myself how I feel, I kind of like break it down a little bit more so I can tell that person how I feel, you know? And like, sometimes what I'll do is like, Hey, like you need to give me like five minutes, like give me five minutes. I'm going to tell you how I feel uh-huh. because I need to, process how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking instead of just like completely getting upset, blacking out and like walking away. Yeah. So yeah. I've gotten, I like, I have a huge journal and I, I mean, I started writing a lot just because there's like a lot of things that I'm working on and that's one of them. And, um, it's actually helped me a lot, especially like with my, you know, my friendship with my best friend, Mary of 10 years, you know, it's all, well with her, it's to a point where like, I'm like, Hey, give me a second. And she knows what I'm doing. She, like, she knows I'm like processing the thought before I'm like saying it. Yeah. So she'll give cool. me a second. She's like, just tell me. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I'll, you know, I'll tell her. That's cool. And so, yeah. yeah, I get that. I have a pause tattoo on my wrist because nice. like I will like overthink everything like either zero to a hundred yeah. <laughs> real quick. And yeah. uh, my best friend, Michael, she'll be like, dude, just, just pause like look at, your, look at your wrist just pause like chill the fuck out man and that yep. like i need that i need that reminder to just pause like expect like just really see what it really is like just yep. because like i think it doesn't mean that it's real yeah does not yep. mean when it's real just because that that person that this water bottle thinks i'm an idiot does not mean it's real so yep. being able being able to like step back and realize that and i love that I, I might steal the text messaging thing um, it helps it I, really does and it's, it's stopped me from saying really mean things <laughs> so it's like you know what i mean i'm like oh i should not say that like just we'll we'll edit that a little bit you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. i i like that because like i need a rough draft of what i'm gonna say or mm-hmm. uh, that person just will not want to talk to me again or yep. the cops will come lock me up and put me in a, like mental hospital yeah, <laughs> yeah. Either or. so yeah yeah i uh, i really like that yeah whole well, um, thing is too and another thing i learned is like because i have become a lot more confident in myself and like how i have started to perceive things and understand things where i'm like you know when someone is mean to me or says something mean i'm also very like that person isn't really being mean to me. They're actually just like projecting how they feel onto me. So like, I don't get as mad, you know, when I'm talking to someone because I'm like, "Mm." and then I'm like, Hey, like it, it kind of like stops me in my tracks. And I'm like, do you, are you okay? Like, you know, like, are you sure that's how you feel about me? Or is that really like how you feel about yourself? You know? And some people are like kind of taken back by it or they're mad or whatever, but like, at least I'm making them think like, you know, maybe she's right, you know, because like, I, I'll never say anything mean to anyone. Like I I just won't because I don't feel that way about myself, you know? And even if it's someone I don't like, I'm not going to say anything mean to them because it's just like, that's your life. I don't care. Like just you do you, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 I like that. You're showing the mirror. You're just putting a mirror in their face and like, is this really what you are looking Mm -hmm. at? Like, do you really feel this way? That's yeah. I like that a lot um and having that opportunity when when people like show me myself i'm like oh fuck thanks <laughs> yeah i've been an asshole yeah. okay yeah. That, uh, yeah yeah so yeah. i like how you're doing that already that, that's awesome um yeah that's really cool actually so and the where did you pick up the text messaging idea like for yourself uh, well because like what i what i knew So like one thing that I was trying to do with my emotions was like, just say how you feel. Just, just say it. Like, don't hold it up. Just like, it doesn't even matter. Just word vomit. You know what I'm saying? But then like my word vomit came off extremely harsh and I'm like, you know, this isn't working. You know, I'm, even though I am being honest, it's not being honest in a way that is going to get through to the other person. 
So instead of like texting them right away, I'll go in my notes and I'll text them, but I'll read through it. And then I'm like, okay, this is how I want to say it. You know, instead of being so like reactive, I like take a step back where I pause, like, you, you know, you do. And it like helped me process how I wanted to say things better, mm, you know? Yeah. And I'll even do that. Like, even if like I feel emotionally triggered with something and I, cause binge eating, like I've had an eating disorder since I was in high school, either I didn't eat or like, I just ate my face off. Yeah. Like there was no in between. And so like, if I feel like I'm stressed or I have something going on that makes me want to like binge eat, I'm like, okay, why am I getting this feeling again? And I'll text out my emotions to myself and I'm mm. like, or I'll write in a journal, like, okay, this is what happened today. This is why I'm feeling this way. I am feeling this way. This is why I want to eat food. You know what I mean? And I just like break it down. And then like, once I see it on paper, I'm like, okay, I don't want it. I don't want to do that anymore. You know, cause it kind of makes me like, I'm very visual. Oh, that's, I get that, man. Yeah. I like that. I'm, definitely stealing that one so thank you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> thank you. I, I like that a lot um because yeah. yeah like if the first thing that i do is look at my phone in the morning and i see something i don't like i'm just going absolutely insane and like i've told you before like out of four out of seven days a week i, I do my morning routine like that's a good week some weeks it's it's not four out of seven days but yeah. I, I keep trying like i keep trying and like i'm not perfect i didn't yeah you know come, come to the world a perfect human being yeah you know, I, i'm a perfect child to god or whatever my higher power is but like i'm i'm not perfect I, i'm gonna make mistakes and like that took me so fucking long to realize that mm -hmm. like oh my god yep like and like i don't regret like anything that i did because it I'm the person that I am today and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for where I am right now in my life, especially doing what's going on in the world. Like my job is helping people and that's fucking kick ass. Yeah. Like, I, I might get called a faggot all day, but like <laughs> I'm still helping people. So yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly, that's exactly like, and that's the thing too, is like, it took me, especially in bodybuilding when you're being critiqued on your image, it messes with your head so bad. So you constantly feel like you have to maintain this image, especially in the fitness industry where you have to be shredded all year round. You have to like do this. You have, you know what I mean? Like, so that really, that really got to me for a long time. And, um, honestly, probably until like this year, I realized like, you know, just go with the flow. Like I'm not perfect. Like my, I am the furthest thing from perfect. You know, I'm human and I don't want to be perfect. You know, like I don't, I just think it would be so boring. It would be so boring if everyone was perfect. Like no one right. would care about anybody. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I, I, I'm so perfect. Look at me. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. No one would be on Instagram or on social media because everyone would just have their perfect life. Like right. no one, they no one would care. Be like, oh well, my life is perfect to me. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. because you're not trying to live, you know. And I was trying to live like this life, you know, in this fitness world that I wanted so bad. And it was just, it was just a show. It wasn't, it wasn't real. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't happy. I hated myself. Yeah. I was so, I was so insecure. I mean, you would never, you would never catch me with my shirt off ever. Really? Oh my God. Unless I was getting ready for a show. Mm -mm. Nope. Wow. Mm -mm. Yeah. It's crazy. Not crazy. Just like it, it's night, not night. I like hearing that. No, I don't like hearing that. That's not the right word. No. It's nice to know that, like, for the people that are listening, like, oh, she might have the, or he, she, whatever. I'm not calling you he, she. That came out wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. He I'm or gross. she uh, <laughs> might have the perfect body, but they're still insecure about themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I'm sorry that you went through that, but, like, I think, you know, a 13-year-old girl looking at the you know, a magazine of this model, like, and all the yep. insecurities that sh that young girl was having, like, yeah, having somebody who has a perfect body still feeling like that, and like, mm -hmm. you don't need, you don't need it. You no, need it. and and that's the thing too is like, there are so many fitness models, models, like whatever that, like, even celebrities, 
they're so insecure. Like they are so insecure with their image, who they are, like whatever. But once I took the path to like really heal myself on the inside, like one, my body was just responding because I wasn't stressed. So my cortisol levels went down. Um, and it was just like, I wanted to eat healthier. I wanted to take care of my body. I want to take care of my mind. Like it was just one of those things that kind of just flowed. And now that I'm so, I'm not saying I'm like completely healed, but for the most part, like I'm at peace. Like I'm at peace with my past. I forgave my dad. I forgave, you know, everyone that hurt me. And it's just like, that is confidence. Like that right there is like, what is going to show on the outside. And like, and, and I tell people all the time, like you rent your body. Like you're, you're not, you're, you're, you're renting your body right now. Cause when it dies, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's it. Like it's so, I mean, take care of it now, you know, yeah. be healthy, but be healthy for, to live longer, you know, be able to move, go outside, be active. Yeah. But I mean, when you're, if you die insecure or you die, like not in peace, like, I think that that would be one thing I would regret is just not being at peace. Like mm. with everything that's happened to me. Mm. Yeah, totally. So kind of back on that, uh, living in regret, not really regret, but if you were going to tell the younger version of yourself, you know, five, eight, 19, whatever, just the younger version of yourself, something to help you get through life, like what would it be? Um, it would be... Oh, see, it's hard because I really like, <laughs> like, even though my story was rough, it was, I mean, I, th- I think I did all right. I would just, I just, I would just tell them like, you know, just don't quit. Like, you know, don't give up on, you know, don't give up on love. Don't give up on being a good person. Don't give up on your morals and values. Um, you know, just don't, I mean, just don't let like the darkness like consume you, you know, and, and. I mean, that, that would definitely be like something I said, like one thing my brother told me and I have it tattooed on my back is he always said, always love, never hate, you know? So like, I remember we were sitting at like on our old swing set, um, at our first house and my dad, like my dad and mom were arguing. And I said, I was like, man, I just hate dad. You know, I was like, I hate him. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, you don't hate him. He's like, you love him. He goes, you just don't like him. He goes, you always love and you never hate. And like that stuck with me forever. And I mean, like even people that were mean to me, like I was still always nice, you know, like, was I perfect? No, there were times that I definitely blew up and I said things I shouldn't have, but like, I always like either came back and apologized or, you know, I never got super bitter, um, towards people that hurt me and, you know, until, I mean, until I got like a little older and like I did get bitter, but not, I didn't let it consume me. So that's like something in the back of my mind. I always like thought about. Always love, never hate. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So when you're not teaching kids or being swole, like what do you do <laughs> in your free time? Um, I am really active. Like, so I, I went back and I looked at my Apple watch just to see how many miles I did last month on my bike. And I did like over 170. Nice. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I skateboard, ride my bike. I mean, I go hiking, I go to the beach. Uh, my thing lately has been, I'm actually probably after this, I'm going to take Kate and we're going to go watch the sunset on the beach. Oh, nice. um, yeah. So I, I just like being, I'm very like active. Like I like being outside. Um, I haven't even watched TV since the whole quarantine started. Not once. Right so on. yeah. Right yeah. I, I read, I read a lot. I mean, I read, my goal is to read 10 pages every day at least. That's nice. um, so, you know, it's a lot of, it's just a lot of like, I guess, internal stuff that I, I enjoy doing. Like, yeah. yeah. What type of books do you like reading? So right now I'm reading, uh, the mastery of love. It's by, I can't think off the top of my head. I know his last name's Ruiz because that's my maiden name. Yeah. Or not maiden, my, my, uh, married name. Don well, Miguel. Yeah, yeah. 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 So him, um, Jocko's books, um, just a lot of like, like Dr. Amen, I read his, uh, and mental health or yeah, the end of mental health and mental health or mental illness and a mental illness. Um, you know, cause I'm actually, my bachelor's in psychology. So I find like it extremely infatuating, like the human mind and yeah. you know, why we do certain things and why addicts do this. And, you know, so like, I'm constantly like trying to 
you know, educate myself on, you know, stuff like that. So I can relate to people more and even like relate to myself more. Like, why did I do this? You know? So, um, a lot of it has to do with like mental health. It's, I'm just really infatuated with it. That's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. love the mastery of love. I love all mm-hmm. their books. Um, five levels of attachment. I'm reading the, uh, seven secrets of, uh, a happy, healthy relationship. Oh. Um, Don Miguel Jr. wrote it with somebody else. Um, it's, I like it. I love all their books. They're, well, everyone that I, I've read, I haven't read all their books, but I love, yeah, yeah, like, I love that stuff. Um, so if you were going to wake up and have the perfect day, like, besides, say this quarantine thing didn't exist and you could wake up and be wherever you wanted and do whatever you wanted like what would your perfect day look like (sighs) i don't even know if 24 hours would be a lot long enough uh i mean like i i'm so i'm very routine um so i would i would stick with my routine i'd wake up i'd read 10 pages i'd have my coffee shower get ready um, but if I could do anything, like, uh, I, I would, I mean, I would teach my kids, honestly. Like I, I just, I, they have done so much for me. Um, it, they just made me realize like a lot of things, like how, I don't know how to explain it. Like just because they do come from such broken homes, you know, that like, I wish more people actually cared, <laughs> about you know everyone's like complaining about like our future generation i'm like well are you doing anything to help you know like are you are you making sure the school system is actually providing you know things for these kids like are you going out in the community and like cleaning up the neighborhoods are you going to talk to these kids are you mentoring them you know so like to me like if you're not if you're going to complain about something then at least do something about it you know um but like these kids really are like they give me hugs every day like and they don't like any of their teachers. <laughs> so like the fact that they like come up to me and like hug me and like they're, they just want to be with me. It, it got to a point where like, I literally had to tell the kids like, you guys have to go to your class. Like, because I would, I would have probably like 15 kids and just try to skip all their other classes just so they could hang out in my class. And they weren't, they didn't want to do anything. They just want to hang out in my class. They weren't being loud. They weren't being rowdy. And I'm like, guys, like y'all are going to get me in so much trouble. Like, <laughs> like, like I can't do this. Like, yeah. and even at lunchtime, the only break I had, like I had, I had a group of girls, like, you know, they, they were just having, they were going through some drama and like a lot of stuff at home. And, you know, I'm like, at my lunch, I'm like, I just want to break, you know what I mean? But I'm like, yeah. but I'm like, you know what? Like, just, I'll suck it up. Just come up here, sit here, eat lunch, you know, be quiet, whatever. And they would. Um, but like, to me, that's fulfilling. Like that, that is more fulfilling than I mean anything I've done so I mean that makes me happy and then I go home go to the gym and hang out with my kid you know so like I don't know I'm just really simple and I feel like giving is more important than like going and doing something if that makes any sense like my dream or whatever I don't know I like because I know I could do whatever I wanted you know I, I mean I'm very capable I know what I'm capable of but like that to me is my happy yeah no totally that's that's awesome. Yeah. Super cool. Super yeah. cool. So what is your message to the world? Um, just don't, just don't give up. And like, the thing is too, is like, stop conforming, like just stop conforming to what, you know, your parents told you what your teachers tell you, you know, I mean, I mean, I know their intentions are good, but like what someone is projecting onto you doesn't mean that's who you are. So oh just be who you, who you want to be and don't be bitter. Don't like be forgiving, you know, be loving. Um, it's just, life is way too short for one. It's way too short. And I regret, I'm not going to say I regret because I learned from it, but I wish I learned a long time ago to forgive, let go and just let everything be. Don't try to control anything. Literally go with the flow. Um, because that's where I think people get lost is they just try to be so controlling and then, you know, they're influenced by media, whatever, just be your own person. Just literally be free, like just completely free yourself from everything, you know, and work on it daily. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. 
you know, if like somebody wants to start like eating healthier and working out and go in the direction that you went, like, is there like three tips that you could give them like mistakes that you made that you wish that like you would have learned earlier or something like that? Well, first would be, you know, create habits, you know, create healthy habits, like get a planner. I have a planner and I literally, I religiously write in that thing. Like I'll plan out like a week, two weeks in advance, but just my basic routine, not even just life in general. Um, And I hold myself accountable, check it off as I go, you know, so create a routine that's healthy for you that you can, that you can do consistently. Um, Whether, you know, for example, for me, I get up at four or five o'clock. Right now it's five o'clock because I don't have to, you know, go to work. Um, I immediately wake up, you know, um, lately I've been getting on my phone, which I'm not doing anymore, but I go straight to reading 10 pages. Then I go into five, 10 minutes of meditation. Then I have my cup of coffee. Then, you know, I shower, get ready, you know, so like stuff, like things like that, like it sounds so small, but just creating habits like that is going to start setting you up to, you know, hold yourself for accountable to go to the gym, go for a walk. Even if you're not like gym ready, do four, 45 minutes of a walk a day, 45. That's it. You know, you know, do 10 push ups a day, do 10 squats a day, you know, do body weight stuff. That's going to get you moving and get you in a routine, you know, and then you're just going to start feeling better. Um, and then you're also creating mental health, like you're creating healthy habits. So like subconsciously, like you're going to start to want to do these healthy things. <clears throat> Um, and I would, I, like, I tell people all the time, like, do research, like all the answers are literally in your hand, <laughs> like to, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's like, you coach me. I'm like, I will send you in the right direction. Like, I would love to, but I have too much going on in my life right now. And I don't like taking money. I don't, I just, it's just weird to me. It's because I think just because it's such a natural thing for me, I don't like taking money, um, from people for that. So, um, I tell people, I'm like, listen, go to bodybuilding.com. Like, go to this, go like, and I give them all these resources. I'm like, just read. It's not, it's not rocket science. It is literally not rocket science. All the answers are on the internet. You know, just do some research, teach yourself. There's videos, you know, if you don't know how to do a lift and that's fine. Um, I mean, that's cause that's exactly how I taught myself. You know, I didn't have a coach. I didn't have a coach for, God, I don't even know, probably until 2000, 2016, I didn't have a coach. And then that was, that's like, four or five years into me lifting, you know? And were you competing before then? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And you, wow. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. That's yeah. wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's just, just because like, I, I, I mean, to me, like one, I, I don't like spending money. So two, yeah. like, you know what I mean? And I just felt like if I taught myself, then like, you know, why not? But then I did get to a point where I was like, okay, like I do need help. And if I want to get to the next level and, you know, so I hired a coach. Uh, but then I learned from my coach. I was always picking their brain, asking them questions like, well, why? You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, I definitely think like a coach can help, but I think the best thing I did was teach myself. And the third thing is to be patient because it is literally, I've been doing this for 11, is it 11? It's yeah, about like roughly 11 years, 10, 11 years of just lifting consistently, you know, like I didn't do this in two years. Like it took a long time, you know, to get my body to respond the way that it does. Um, and now it's just, it's just how I am. And my body's like, Nope, this is how you're going to look like, you know? So, um, I mean, and it's just being consistent because I have so many young girls that are like, I want to get into bodybuilding. I'm like, you need to lift consistently and get in a healthy habit with food for at least three years before you even want to step on stage. Wow. That's a, yeah, I've never heard anyone say that ever. So I, I mean, I just, I think it's healthy and it's smart. Because yeah, no, no. Creating, like, I, I yeah. really, I think that's a really good piece of advice. Like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, no, I'm definitely agreeing with you. That's because it's an, un, it's an unhealthy sport. It is such an unhealthy sport. Yeah. Like, and so many levels, like with the, the stress of all the cardio and all the lifting and being depleted and like creating habits with food that are not healthy, you know, and then you have body dysmorphia and then you, 
you know, you go from like being super shredded and looking the way you've always wanted to look. And then like you eat like a French fry and you gain water weight. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if you can't completely separate all those up and understand what your brain is doing, like you should not compete in the sport at all whatsoever. A really good point. Now that you <laughs> like said that, like all my friends that like compete, I'm just like uh, thinking about like how they do it, and it's just like fuck, mm-hmm. like they weren't it's, ready. Yeah, it's it's, and that's the thing too. It's not a sport you can rush, and like I, so I'm not huge into like. I've never done steroids. So, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm not saying I'm, I'm natural, you know, but I've never done anything hard and I didn't for health reasons, but I also know I don't have to because I literally took so much time to eat healthy consistently for so long. Like my muscle is so dense <laughs> because I've eaten so healthy for so long and I've trained consistently that like, if I did want to compete again, I'd probably do really well, you know, without barely doing anything so and like that's another thing too is like you have that crap just thrown in your face like you need to go on this it's like but do you or do you just need to take time in order to be healthy and then you know what i mean like maybe toy around with it if you have to like you might not even have to yeah take the time don't be so rushed that you've got to hit mcdonald's every day yeah, I mean the stage is not going anywhere. It's lit. It's gonna be there, yeah. you know. And I think people just—I mean, well, that's like society today. They just want like fast now, like you know, like that. What's the word? Um, instant gratification. Yeah, instant gratification. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, when uh, I, I took a job at McDonald's after like I overdosed on in the hospital and was like trying to build my life up again and like if you parked someone like they would like freak the fuck out like what do you mean like, it's fast food it ain't instant food yeah go park your car man you yeah. just ordered 30 seconds ago and you want like, yeah yes fuck. Like, yeah it's yeah. it's crazy where the society is today it's and that and that's the thing. just be patient like i like i wish i appreciated the process more you know, every step of the way. Like I, I mean, and I've thought about it. I'm like, you know, it would be so cool if I did do a show right now because mentally I'm just like, I'm there. You know what I mean? Like I would enjoy every step of the way. I wouldn't stress out, you know, but I mean, I know I'm, I know I'll compete again. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm not. Cause I, I mean, I love the sport, but the next time I do it, it's going to be really cool. Like going through the whole process, you know? I know you document a lot on Instagram, but when you decide to go on stage again, you should document that more. Yeah, yeah. I usually go into hiding, and I, it's so funny that I used to do that. I don't know why I did. Like, I wouldn't, like, hide, but, like, I would never tell anyone I was doing a show. I would just, like, step on stage, and they're like, we knew you were doing a show. I'm like, yeah, I was shredded as hell. Like, of course I was doing a show. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, that makes sense that you do that. Yeah. I just get yeah. hyper-focused and go. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, not even just that. That's like that's my whole like turning off that switch thing too. Like uh-huh. I was just like I in my head, I'm turning off the switch like with everyone else on the outside. I yeah. know what's going on, you know. Yeah. And I and that's why I think it would be so interesting now because I am so self aware that like it it would just be really cool to like get back on stage and just see where my my mind goes with the whole process. Yeah. Awesome. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be really yeah. cool. Hopefully. Yeah. You know, whenever this thing ends, we're in phase one right now, so it's yeah, yeah. So hopefully, it will go in phase two. So hopefully, my gym just posted on Instagram that they're gonna open on the fifteenth. I that's awesome. I hope that they do because <laughs> it's time. Uh, um, so you are big about morning routines. Do you have a nightly routine? Um. Not really. I mean, nightly routine is kind of where I just like chill. Like I just do whatever I'm in the mood to do. I let myself decompress. Like I I, I actually like, I I get off my phone, you know, um, I stop texting, you know, people as much. Like I I started painting again. So I, well, not again. This is actually the first time I've ever painted. I got back into art again. Okay. Um, 
So like I've been painting. Uh, I mean, I'll read. I'll just, I'll go for a walk. Like I'll just, you know, go for walks outside. I just, I don't know. It's just like my decompression time before like I go to sleep. It's yeah, not really sure. like, cause I think like, I think there is a point in the day where it shouldn't be so routine, you know, you just kind of yeah. just like let yourself go and let yourself be a little bit. Yeah. So that makes sense for sure. Yeah. Just unwind and yeah. Like do whatever you want to do. Like, it's almost like, like a Friday night. If you want a beer, have a beer. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. So yeah. where can people find you? You can find me on my Instagram. It's Meredith Burns, M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H-B-U-R-N-S with three S's. Um, I have Facebook, Meredith Burns. Uh, I mean, I do have a TikTok. It's the same as my Instagram, but I'm not as active on it. <laughs> it's usually just like me being really weird and like me with my son. So uh, I don't know. It's just that that's more of like me having fun, not necessarily like anything else. But yeah <laughs> right on i try to use tiktok but like i'll use it for like a couple days i'm like no i'm deleting this like i'm, I'm not doing it <laughs> and i'll try it again i'm like no i'm not doing it and it's so addicting cool well yeah, yeah. thank you meredith i appreciate your time yeah absolutely no this was fun all right so I really hope that you guys enjoyed that episode. You know, each time that I am interviewing someone, it doesn't really even feel like an interview. I'm just having a genuine conversation with them because that's what it is. I want to know about their struggles and how they overcame them. I don't want to ask them 50 questions. Like, obviously, that happens because how do you obtain information without asking? But I don't know if that makes sense. Just... You know, please go share this with someone. Please, you know, go rate and review. And welcome to None of Your Business Podcast. It is such an honor that I am in your ears right now or playing in your car. Or maybe you're on the treadmill at the gym. It's just an honor. So thank you very much. Stay safe out there. I love you. And until next time.